0: Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the Tooth Fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow, or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the Tooth Fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience.
1: The working experience. <laughs> 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on. Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're gonna be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where
0: are we on that presentation? Damn, HR wants to see. Did us. you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at ten. Need to stay late. Bob.
1: Teamwork makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where kids are, kids? are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, oh, what's that? He was wow. his I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. This is Maddie Kay.
0: And John, welcome, everyone.
1: Um, I hope you're happy. I hope I certainly am not. Not you. I'm talking to our audience. I could care less if you're. I know you're I, um, not happy.
0: I am never. Ha- I'm never content, nor am I never happy. It's. I'm always chasing that carrot.
1: If you um, had ten million dollars in the bank and someone else had fifteen, you would feel like someone stole five million dollars from you.
0: Yeah, and uh, even possibly bring a lawsuit against them.
1: <laughs> yeah, for emotional distress. Exactly. Well. Uh, uh, that's that's a big
0: one with me now. With emotional, lawsuits, emotional yeah. distress.
1: It's nice because it's non-quantifiable. <laughs> you, don't, mm. you don't have to demonstrate anything.
0: And I, and I make outlandish claims and I look for tens of millions of dollars in compensation.
1: When what you're doing is lying on the couch, eating junk food, watching TV, <laughs> and blaming everyone else for it. <laughs> my,
0: my On Monday morning, my lawyer is just sitting by the phone, just waiting <laughs> for me to call with a list of accusations and people that he has to follow up
1: with. You know, I do think the uh, lawsuit as lottery winning has kind of died off. I... I remember there was a spate of time in like the 90s early 2000s where it was like everybody was going to sue every it was always the default i'm going to sue this place sue whatever sue this that what you know educate i had a principal who was paranoid about educational lawsuits and you know i asked my father about it one time and he was like no he's like educational law- nobody's gonna yeah, there's no money in it so most lawyers are going to be like no nah, never mind and uh that seems to have died off a little bit i think they they mean uh, many court systems legal systems put into act like frivolous lawsuit things you know cause, yeah
0: yeah no I, I think you're right i think they're i mean they they're still alive and well but it's not over the top
1: well, we have a side business, uh, the working experience. It's the slip and fall division. Where, yes, uh, I love
0: the slip and fall.
1: Sometimes John and I go in as a team. Sometimes we go in individually to a 7-Eleven, Cumberland Farms, Dwayne Reed. I mean, you take your pick, and then just one of us goes over. And then the other yeah. one acts as the witness, you know.
0: <laughs> and, and, and obviously our high season is in the winter, but we yeah. still managed to pull this off very well in the summer.
1: I remember when I lived in Brooklyn, I was in uh, Park Slope. It was really, really hot. And everybody had their air conditioning on. And I was walking into a store, and the air conditioning was, like, dripping, and there was a step. And I just wasn't paying attention. Like, I kind of stumbled over the step, you know, and, uh, the guy, they were like, they were like, oh, you okay, you okay, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, the, the thing's dripping, the, the, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I just, I'm an idiot. Like, I just tripped over the
0: well, thing. Well, when I know. see, most people will just see a dripping air conditioner. When I see that, I see an ATM machine. <laughs>
1: That's right. Dollar signs. Uh, okay, well, um. I asked if people were happy at the beginning of um, the podcast. And this article um, talks about how you should not be trying to find your happiness at work. And we've talked about this before. Like, you're really, in my mind, uh, it seems like sort of too much is being put on jobs as a source of happiness. Like, I'm no corporate champion or anything like that, but, you know, if you go to work for, like, Citibank or Wells Fargo or places like that, or or any job, really, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know, 40 years ago, it would be like, is it your boss's job or your manager's job to help you find purpose and happiness? It's like, no, it's to make sure you get your job done.
0: Yeah, but I I think we can also take this into a larger context. If you're looking for something outside of yourself to bring you happiness, be that a job, a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a trip, um, a, 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 a bottle of pills, uh, our energy drink that's soon to come out.
1: Our, <laughs> now that's torque, that's a source of endless happiness, right there.
0: Nitro, yeah. You're, it's it's a recipe for
1: disaster and failure. Well, I, so, I mean, those things can be sources of. I mean, I I you know people get married for a reason. I mean, I you know. And, and yeah, you know but I, if
0: you put all of your, you know, it's like. If the impetus is like, make me happy.
1: Right, yes. You can't put that but, all on the other person.
0: Now, if but you have your family, kids, and you derive happiness from that, that's different. But if you're a miserable, I could put a miserable person in the happiest situation, and they'd still be miserable.
1: I, I put all those expectations on my cat. To make me happy, <laughs> there's a
0: lot riding on you, Matt's cat shoulders.
1: You need to make me happy. <laughs> okay. yeah, you, you're
0: just you're just holding the cat down, just <laughs> repeating that over and over again.
1: Yeah, the the vet was like, "We've never really seen a cat try to commit suicide before." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's uh... well, right, and it. If you're putting all of your right if you if you're looking at your spouse saying it's your job to make me happy because I'm always going to be miserable unless you're making me happy no that's that's not going to work but you know if people get divorced or they're alone and they're lonely I mean that can be a source of unhappiness but oh yeah yes yeah, so absolutely your um but when it comes to your job uh now this is in the Harvard Business Review and this uh is a sort of a precursor to uh, the happiness thing. It's five questions to help your employees find their inner purpose.
0: And again... I I just threw up in my mouth.
1: This is like, uh, you, you know, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, I think most managers would say that's not my job, that's your job. Like, why am I finding your inner purpose? Like... You took a job here, we're paying you $60,000 a year, and, you know, you can afford to buy a home and raise your kids. Like, that's your purpose, I don't know. Like, or you paint, or whatever it is. Um,
0: Yeah, but I I also think that, um, you know, companies now with attracting the best talent, they really have to go out of their way to make sure they have a... Um, you know, a workplace or an office that people want to work there. So it's not, see, happiness is just, I don't like the term happiness. Like, you you shouldn't be miserable at work. But then again, like, it shouldn't be all smiles. Like, the I don't trust people that are all smile, all happy, all the time. I don't trust them.
1: Do you know what I mean? I sort of, they're, you know. Either I always... they're trying
0: to, like, sell me something or they're trying to get something from me. What? I don't trust it.
1: Oftentimes, I think they're overcompensating. Like they they put on this act, and it's like you, you can. Almost, I know somebody I, I see on Facebook like this, like just relentless happiness and positivity. It's a, it's like it's sort of compensating, you know. Like it's a it's yeah. A it's mass. it's
0: like look, this the sun comes out. And then it goes away, and it rains, and the you know the moon. It's it's cycles. You can't be a hundred percent happy all the time.
1: Well, I also don't think this is possible. Like I don't think, you know, it, it's like this is your job. You know, you go to the job interview. Okay, we'd like to hire you. These are your duties. This is our, these are our expectations of you, and this is what we do. You know, we we uh, sell insurance policies we deal with claims, like that's what we do. Now it's up to the employee to think, okay, do I want to take this job? How's the salary? Okay. You know, I I was next to, when I came down to New York, I was in South Station. I was sitting next to this woman who had just received a call from a recruiter. And I listened to the whole conversation. It was very enlightening. She was like, listen, am I, you know, jumping out of my boots happy at my job right now? She said, not really, but she's like, I don't really want to leave and make a lateral move. She said, if, if the compensation is right, but also am I more interested in the new job? It provides me new opportunities. But she said, other than that, I'm not going to disrupt a bunch of things just to, to move. And I thought, right, that's your decision. Like I don't think it's up to the company, and I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it, I think all of this is just kind of BS. Like it's up to you. Like, do you want to take this job? Do you want to work here? Okay, you take the job, you work there for a year. You're like, geez, I really don't like this job. It's boring, and I don't really know what I do here. Then, okay, start looking for a new job. You know, I I don't really understand. Th- there's next to this this uh, this article. There's an ad for the hBR emotional intelligence boxed set which is a hundred dollars
0: eh, you love it always trying to sell something
1: okay but let's let's um let's say this is uh a viable strategy because they're saying good leaders try to find you know try to foster a sense of inner purpose and again like I get that but I just uh I don't know. This whole thing just seems doomed
0: well, I mean, you know, like on you know wall Street finance um, consulting high power jobs, um, you know lawyers um, the, it's the compensation makes up for the misery like there's always a number you, you could ask the vast majority of these people are not, oh, I'm happy at work, but um. Happy because I can buy that house that car or that go on that vacation, whatever it is, so it this is the other thing is like you decide this is again why i don 't like the term happiness is because each individual decides what happiness is to them, like right. what is happiness to you like so how it's, it would be impossible. For your job or your boss to tailor that happiness experience for you. Now, for me, I always go in with a list of demands and it, it better be tailored for me. Or old, old Johnny's going to do the old two-step out the door, and I do this on a daily basis. Well,
1: as you do your two-step out the door, you slip and fall. <laughs> and then
0: yes, of course.
1: That's happiness for you. Is it like five well, well, five pending lawsuits?
0: Abs, that is that is bliss <laughs> for me. Purpose. What I what I like to do is I like to sign on a new client. We sign the contract. You know, as the ink is still starting to dry, to dry, I slip over my list of a hundred demands. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Stipulations that you have. <laughs> you know, this, this all kind of stra- You're right. It does oftentimes. Like I suppose, I suppose there are some people. Not I suppose. I know there are some people who would say, "Listen, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year at this job, but I I hate it. I just dread going in." This job over here pays $70,000 a year. Yeah, I'm willing to take a pay cut and and just be happier and, you know, not have to deal with all this misery. I'm sure there are people who do that on a daily basis. I mean, some, I I know of a few people who left their jobs to to teach and obviously took a significant pay cut, but they just like it. I mean, they're just like, you know, I, I much prefer this. Or or the the woman I know who left, you know, being a lawyer to be an actor. I mean, she just, she loves acting. It's, you know, doesn't make a lot of money at it, and it's a very, uh, you know, she has to travel all the time and all that, but she's happy. You know, she's, she's very happy. So there are people who do that, but you're right, there are other people who are like, yeah, I hate this, but they pay me half a million dollars a year, so...
0: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And one of the stats that jumped out in the article was the average person spends ninety thousand hours at work in a lifetime. Mm. It's a big number, Maddie.
1: I probably spend forty thousand, maybe maybe thirty five, something like that. <laughs> I mean, if you add up all the work I do. It's certainly not ninety thousand hours worth.
0: And then, and then you also have to account for the fact that are you truly present in those thirty thousand hours? No. Are you? No. Are you drifting in it? Are, are you? No. Because within that thirty thousand hours, there's a good ten thousand hours of cat videos involved.
1: Oh, if they tracked my productivity, I'll oh, forget about it. It's not happening. So um, let let's say we take to heart. Uh, I mean, this is the Harvard Business Review. So let's see what they have to say here. So these are questions that a manager should ask their employees uh, to find them, to help them find a sense of purpose at work. Uh, So number one is, what are you good at doing? Which work activities require less effort? What do you take on because you believe you're the best person to do it? Again, for me, what are you good at doing? I don't know watching cat videos that's what i'm pretty good at doing so (laughs) i i excel at that uh so you're you're helping people identify their strengths and open possibilities from there uh what do you enjoy in a typical work week what do you look forward to doing what do you see on your calendar that energizes you uh if you could design your job with no restrictions how would you spend your time I mean, I don't, it's, these questions, honestly, it's just like, what feels most
0: it's, useful? It's, 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 re- it's ridiculous. I mean, and, the, and this again is from the article, is if you set happiness as your primary goal, you end up feeling the opposite. This is because happiness, like all emotions, is a fleeting state, not a permanent one. This harkens back to the the person who's always happy, who I hate. <laughs> so an alternative solution is to make meaning your vocational goal. So, I mean, I think that's a, good, that's a good and valid statement is what meaning do you derive out of what you do for a living?
1: Right. And if you don't derive it, I mean, some people would say, look, I just work there and... I don't derive a lot of meaning from it beyond the paycheck, and then I enjoy myself outside of work. I
0: yeah, you, I, I mean, you whatever. could easily be an an insurance adjuster yeah. and not particularly love what you do, right. but you you get out at five o'clock and you come home and you spend time with your family, and maybe you paint, right. and maybe yeah. paint painting is your love, but no one's going to buy your stupid paintings, so you got to continue <laughs> this insurance thing. <laughs> right. But but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that that but that insurance gig is uh facilitating your life you know your your standard of living right now and the ability to paint so it's a it's a it's a side you know what's the term i'm like a derivative of the happiness you know
1: yeah yeah, and i you know Maybe this is kind of survival stuff. I mean, maybe this is what uh the new generation is demanding like uh I don't know what they're called these days generation whatever it is uh, uh I think it's uh y or z z whatever you know i <clears throat> I guess maybe they're they're trying to to retain employees and all that, but you know. It wasn't too long ago it was people graduating from college that couldn't find jobs they were still living with their parents to a, a rather ripe age they couldn't afford to buy homes and this and that so it's sort of like all right well I mean the pendulum always swings back and forth like we're in a very strong economic time right now companies really need workers the housing market's strong da 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 but this isn't going to last i mean it's we always hit downturns, and then the pendulum swings the other way, and people are just grateful to have a job that has
0: yeah, and insurance. just uh, just speaking on that as a side note for the working experience, we really need you guys to hit up Patreon, buy some t-shirts because uh, yeah. Maddie and I are on the brink of <laughs> disaster. Right it may sound like the everything's going well with the economy, but we are on a sinking ship. And we are sending out an SOS. Oh, and if
1: you meet me at a, a cocktail party or something, everything's going great. Everything's <laughs> great. The podcast is skyrocketing. What I tell people is that, yeah, we got sponsorship from Spotify. And uh, I don't mention that. It's $17.50 for every thousand episodes. <laughs> no, I just... you, leave, you leave that detail out. Yeah, and then I'm... I'm, I'm Bopping around the room, like, hey, your business, you could probably use some ad space, right? I think Well, let me, yeah. let me, let me talk to John about a package for you. You know, get,
0: yeah, we'll get a package deal. What do you sell? Flowers, uh, coffins? What is it? You know, we'll what, do anything,
1: right? Right, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honey, run out to the car and get me the sales pack. I'm always, yeah, working around the room. Patreon. Have you guys subscribed to Patreon yet? Well, let me get you on right now. I got my laptop right here. <laughs> Let's sign <laughs> up. <laughs> and everybody's, it's like. It's like the house is on fire. They're just trying to. Yes. Hey. All
0: always selling.
1: Now, look, you could have the $5 one, but we've got this executive package for $25 that I think yeah. you would love. Yeah.
0: And Bob, you look like an executive. Yes, you do. Yeah. How's No, your... in fact, Bob, you look like the CEO <laughs> and we got a package for you.
1: If you don't mind me asking, what is your financial situation? <laughs> <laughs> How much of your portfolio is liquid? How much of it is stock? Because, oh, I've got a short film for you to invest in. Oh.
0: (laughs) I love the, if you don't mind me asking and then not waiting for the reply. No. Just barreling straight into the ask.
1: No, because you don't want that no. You don't want the No. no.
0: There's no room for the no.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the night, my neck hurts because I'm always nodding at everyone <laughs> to get them nodding. It's a sales technique. I'm nodding, they're nodding, right? Everybody's nodding.
0: And everybody's not. Everybody's agreeing.
1: You know what I love too is the the, the embarrassment that everyone feels. <laughs> <laughs> the total discomfort that everyone feels as you're work the room. <laughs> right. Selling. The, the
0: room. The room was full with energy and life, and then you come in, and it's like the air coming out of a balloon. The oxygen has left the room. That's
1: right. That's right. You're just trying to. And people. Sell. People are
0: trying to subtly move to another room right. to get away from you. But but you're but you're like a tornado. You're <laughs> sucking every one into your bs my
1: vortex of bs and just selling and you know if my if my significant other tries to say something i'm like honey don't interrupt don't interrupt yeah yeah. (laughs) you
0: shush in here from from across the room maddie and i like to go into one of these events back to back like military style and then we just (laughs) rotate
1: that's right that's right so, as usual with all of these things, now, I can only assume Harvard Business Review really needs content because th- none of this is really, uh, I don't know. Well,
0: it's, it's te- did you read this? The, the advice, keep a journal of your activities? <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you're keeping a journal of your work activities to figure out what makes you happy and not happy, burn that it, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, Exactly. Um, what, okay, so these are all side columns that you can go to. To find meaning in your work, change how you think about it. That's one. Five questions to help your employees find their inner purpose. We talked about that. If you don't find your purpose, build it. Also by John Coleman. I don't understand how... One article says change how you think about your work to find meaning. But then the other one is, if you don't find your purpose, you build it. I I mean, change how you think about your work. I don't know how, you know. I mean, I suppose it helps. I I think, like, when I have to teach grammar. I don't especially like teaching grammar. The kids, uh, I'll, I'll put a pin in your balloon. They're not exactly on the edge of their seat to learn grammar, you know. But... I try to tell them, like, listen, you're going to have to fill out a job application. Uh, you know, you might be writing a college essay, whatever it is. Maybe your potential employer doesn't care if you uh, use a, a contraction properly, but they might. So you don't want to look like an idiot. Like, people will literally write, should of" as in, I should of gone to the store, O.F., yeah. Instead of should... I've seen adults write this. And I was like, you know, listen, if you write that on some sort of professional document, you're just going to... People are going to be like, what an idiot. Either one of two things. You don't care or you don't know. And I'm not sure which one's worse. So I try to contextualize things that there is a purpose to this. Like, I'm not just torturing you. It's important that you spell things correctly. You construct sentences well. Now, if you're filing insurance claims, I guess you could say, look, you know, people need this done. They need their money or whatever. And, you know, I mean, we, I have a friend who's a technical recruiter. He puts people in uh, job placement. And he said, you know, he he, he likes it. Because, like, if he finds a good match for somebody, they're happy. The, the client that they find for the company, they're happy. He gets positive feedback like, wow, that guy worked out really well or she worked out really well. And, like, that's good. You know, that's a good purpose. So, you know, I, I mean, but some jobs, they just are what they are. I mean, you know, it's there's not a huge amount of inner purpose to it. Like, the room has to get cleaned or these papers have to get filed or, you know, whatever it is.
0: This this seems like a point that would be right up your alley, Maddie is... Share best self-narratives with coworkers workers <laughs> in, in the spirit of helping others, assist people in identifying what types of activities lead them to authentic self-expression and meaning. Are you... Are you insane? Are you kidding
1: me? Wait, what... Share... Okay. Uh, share best self-narratives with others. In the spirit of helping others, assist people in identifying what types of activities... What? I don't even understand what this means in the book. Alive at work. Ooh, we got to read that.
0: Suggests... So I would be like, I would be like, Matt. Um, I see that you thoroughly enjoy watching baby elephants play <laughs> in mud. And this is one of your best self narratives that you should present to the boss. Oh,
1: I see. So it's like, okay, hey, Carol, I liked the way that you handled that client or whatever you, you can
0: you can see the joy in their eyes and then you point that out
1: yeah yeah
0: like like matt enjoys going to the bathroom yeah
1: for an hour <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I see the joy in his eyes <laughs> right exactly <laughs> with my phone to watch more videos <laughs> let's see i
0: mean what happens if your coworker enjoys stealing food from the refrigerator <laughs> Do you point that out and uh, praise them for that? Yeah,
1: I guess. Uh, let's see. Align your values and actions when choosing what to prioritize. Uh, again, like, I don't know. Just to, Isn't this all like just doing your job? Like you did your job well and there you go? I don't know.
0: It's... I don't I know. This This is getting... this. We're too far into the weeds with this stuff. I, I don't... <laughs> I'm not I'm not buying this.
1: No, no. I mean, it's... I think what most people want is they take a job. They feel like they do a good job at it. You know, they landed the clients. They completed the projects, whatever. A client was happy with them. They brought business to the company. And they want to be compensated for that. And compensation right. comes in the form of money. Like, I... Have worked here for six months. I started at forty five thousand dollars. I think I'm due for a five thousand dollar raise. Here's the amount of work I did. Here are the clients I brought in. Here's the revenue I generated. There you go. That's that's what I want. Now, some companies, I think, uh, really revel in meaningless titles like. We're going to make you the new assistant vice president of marketing <laughs> for the Upper East Side. And it's nothing. It's just nothing. You know, it's like team leader, you know. And uh, I guess for some people that were, or they give you a, a, the company mug or you get the t-shirt or your employee of the month or something like
0: that. You know. And... Cre- yeah, I, I like the creative title when you're still shuffling paperwork.
1: I think that's, uh, well, that might be a little too transparent these days. But w- wasn't that pretty much a common thing? Like they would just give you a title and it meant nothing and you got no more money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even better, you'd get a new title, more responsibilities, and you'd be at the same pay level. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, great. But, you know, it, that that's probably a pretty powerful thing, too. If they're like, hey, Tim, we love what you did with that project. We're going to need you to head up these two others because you're so good at it. And it's like, okay, that feels good. But then it's also like, all right, you're asking me to do a significant amount more work. And uh, in the capitalist system, the way you show appreciation is with money, you know. Or, I don't know, maybe you get an extra week of vacation or something like that. I, I don't know. You probably get like um, a cake or cookies or something like that. That would buy me off right away, right away. If they said, Matt, uh, we're not going to give you a raise, but we're going to have a pizza party for you on Friday, I'm sold. I'm in. Good.
0: So Done. Yeah. Done.
1: All you need. Are, where, do, where do I sign? All you need is pizza. <laughs> I didn't hear anything else after that. Uh, or
0: or during negotiations all they all your boss has to do is just pull out a donut (laughs) like a glazed donut and then you're done
1: well matt what we have here is not a uh not a wonderful compensation package but we have a coffee of the month club membership for you i'm in i as soon as that i heard coffee and i'm just yeah sure here we go (laughs)
0: Sugar, caffeine, where do I sign?
1: And let me welcome into the company with this complimentary keychain. <laughs> look at Honey, look at this. I got a keychain with the company logo on it. Look at that. <laughs> and in six months, I make it a mug. Right now, I have to pay for it. But, you know, I might get a free mug. Wouldn't that be great? Well, sorry, Suzanne Peppercorn, for dumping all over. Well, you know, see, the the article title is misleading. It says why to- should, totally misleading. Why you should stop trying to be happy at work. I agree with that. Like I agree that that is a um uh it's a rabbit hole that you know you're never going to get out of. But then it's
0: I th- I mean personally, I think if you follow the advice in this article, you're going to wake up, you know, at 65 or 70 and you might want to jump off a bridge
1: uh yeah i mean it says for example john might have enjoyed the prestige of a ceo title but his quest to do something that mattered even if it meant not getting that benefit overrode his want this want i'm having a little trouble wrapping my head around all of this uh well anyway folks Sorry, this wasn't quite the barn burner that I (laughs) thought it was going to be. But um, I think if you buy this uh, HBR emotional intelligence box set, I'd throw that out that the TWE, as I've started calling the working experience podcast, because I'm trying to streamline the operation here for greater productivity. Yeah,
0: streamline, faster, better.
1: The the TWE uh, emotional intelligence box set, That sounds like a great idea. It's right over there with my Hard in the Paint book, which um, still is in the germination stages. It's still in the inspirational stages. So that's... But
0: even if it's in that stage, it doesn't mean that you can pre-sell that.
1: Right. That's true.
0: Right? You can accept orders (laughs) before you even create it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, I don't want to tread into the murky waters of fraud and th- that's an ugly ugly. No, it's
0: a, such a just a nasty word. word.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I fully intended on writing the book. It's just right. wow, just all Hey, nice, listen. You know,
0: if you you, you got to be first in line. Now, whether this book comes out in 2030
1: or 2040, you're still going to be first in line. I will still mail it to you uh definitely or someone else will or 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 maybe not that's my disclaimer right there so you know i don't want to get caught up in all these legal entanglements but uh, no
0: don't 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 get into the weeds manny stay above the weeds all
1: right everybody so uh stop stop trying to be happy at work just get out there do your job grind it out that and eventually you'll i think if you make enough money you'll be happy that's what i think right do
0: you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of happiness, Do you know what else starts with an H? Hustle.
1: Hustle. Hustle equals happiness. Ooh, there. That's it. what it is. How about that for a t-shirt? What do you think about that? Hustle. Love it. Equals Love it. Hustle equals happiness. Hustle equals. And it,
0: there's there's no there's no gray area in that assertion. That's black and white.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I guess like I, for some reason I just thought of parents at their kids soccer games i guess they're happy about that they get to watch their kids play soccer or a eh, swim. maybe
0: <laughs> M- maybe not i'm
1: trying to think of things like going to the you know watch,
0: uh, some people know. are happy being miserable oh that's what brings them happiness
1: yeah there are some people who uh they will relentlessly complain about everything everything yeah. and,
0: and 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 they are happy as can be
1: oh i mean if they have something to complain well they it's not that they have something they always have something to complain about i love people who go on trips and complain from the moment they get in the taxi to go to the airport it's it's a just two weeks of complaining this is bad. That's yeah, bad. And then they
0: come home, and then they tell everybody they terrible. Oh, the yeah. plane
1: sat next to a fat person, and <laughs>
0: baby crying. Just this, and and they're going to like Hawaii or some exotic location.
1: Complaining the whole time. Just uh, yeah, they, they couldn't be happier. Just there. When uh, this, I was in like the fifth grade, and I guess my brother was in the seventh grade, and my mom took us to Europe. Uh, We went to, like, four countries. We did this sort of excursion with a tour group. And there was this group of four women. I will never forget. My brother labeled them the Gripers. Because (laughs) all they did... This is in the seventh grade. He was quite clever. The Gripers. The Gripers. Every time we encountered them, they were complaining about whatever it was Now, I mean, my mother's hauling around me and my brother, which was no picnic, right? These are just four, uh, oh, they're probably retired women on their own with each other, you know, a group of them. So not too much responsibility. Everywhere, everywhere we went, they were griping and complaining. Didn't like the food. Didn't like having to get on the bus again. Didn't like this. We were going to go to Florence the shops are closed because it was like a holiday. Oh my god, the shops are closed. What are we going to do in Florence? Because there's nothing else to do in Florence but buy stuff. Yeah, it was great. They just complain the whole time.
0: Uh, that that was like a a, a nice warm blanket uh, for them to wear their complaints.
1: You know what? I just recently. This was in April. Uh, my mother and I were going down to see my brother and my sister in law, my nephew in Washington D.C. We're at Logan Express, which is a bus that'll take you from the suburbs into the airport, into Logan Airport. We get in there. This guy, he's an older guy, retired guy. One of those guys who knows everything. He knows everything. So right away, for some reason, he's talking to me. He's talking to my mother about the parking lot. Oh, no, it was all filled. Oh, no, no, this and that. And anytime you tried to respond to him, forget it. He wasn't interested in that. We get on the bus. He and his wife, and they kind of knew this other couple, yakking away the whole time. There's a handicap seat, right? It's just handicap preference. Like, you can sit there. But if a handicapped person gets on, you should move. Well, people would get on. This guy gets on. He's got all these kids with him. And he goes to sit on the like, Oh, no, that's handicapped. He's telling everybody who gets on the bus not to sit there because it's handicapped. Like, he's the bus monitor. Like, somehow. Right? Jesus. He just won't stop. Somebody mentions Costa Rica. He's like, oh, there's no surf down there. No, no. So now he's an expert on the tides.
0: He's uh, the old Mister Know It All.
1: Any subject you would bring up, retinal surgery, uh, lymphoma—I <laughs> mean, the, the the materials at the Earth's core—he's gonna know it, right? So he's he's the walking
0: Wikipedia.
1: Oh, just filled with wisdom. This the whole time we're driving in the... So, the bus stops at different, you know, terminals for the different flights. He and his wife get off. They get back on because someone had taken their luggage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this couldn't have happened to a better person. It really, <laughs> really couldn't have. I felt like saying, because uh. you know what I think happened? You tell the... the. uh the attendant at the bus, which airline you're getting on. And then they put your bag accordingly. And I think his wife, actually I'm, I'm sure of it, I heard his wife tell the guy one airline and then he said a different one. So they, they mixed up which airline they were getting on. And their bags were probably still on the bus. Or maybe someone did take them, I don't know. But I felt like saying to the guy, you know what, maybe we spend a little less time... In everybody else's business, and a little more time watching the luggage,
0: you know? Right, just a touch, just a touch.
1: So, um, yeah, well, happiness, I don't know, your vacation. It's August, hopefully everybody's getting out there to work in their week or two of vacation. And uh, come September, it's going to be right back at it.
0: Uh, August is, is not a vacation month for Johnny. I'm I'm hard grinds I'm grinding it I'm hustling <laughs> while everyone's out on vacation John is double timing it
1: This is your time cuz everybody else is asleep at the wheel
0: Yeah oh I mean who wouldn't want to get a call from me on the beach
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get them to sign up for the Patreon account <laughs>
0: yeah hey uh tim i know we spoke earlier this morning but i didn't see that you signed up Uh, what what do you what do you got going on listen john i'm i'm here on the beach with my wife and kids yeah okay no worries you you have fun i'll follow up i'll follow up tonight and before he says no click
1: you can sign up right from your phone that's the beauty of it you just sign up right there yeah right there so, what are we talking about here? Can you, you know, just tell me where we're at with this whole sign-up thing? Or... <laughs> Next call. Hey, Madeline, how are you? John here. Yeah, yeah. Didn't see on the Yeah, wasn't that a maybe from you? Didn't we, uh, yeah? Oh. Oh, you're... Always, child... always
0: fishing around.
1: Oh, you're... Oh, Timmy's having surgery, huh? Oh, I hope he's great. So, anyway, um, you're at the hospital. <laughs> they have Wi-Fi there? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of downtime while you're waiting for your son to
1: come out of surgery. You know what you can do? Yeah, yeah. We can get you signed up. We can get you signed. I love that. Let's get you signed yeah. up. You know? <laughs> let's do. Let's do this for you. <laughs> uh, well, I only have about. Ooh, I was counting up last night. I only have like 27 days left till I have to start back and ooh. forth. 27 days. What am I supposed to do? No time for anything, really. I just, Nothing. Like, sit on the couch, watch TV. Just there,
0: there's there's a hell of a lot of Netflix series that you can uh, get through in that 27 days. That's
1: true. That's true. I'm gonna have to focus. I'm gonna have to stay up late, sleep late, obviously, and uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm ex- I'm exhausted from last <laughs> night. I was watching
1: multiple Netflix series. Man, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta take it to the edge. Well, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, you know, again. Don't waste your time trying to be happy at work. Just put your head down. Get the spreadsheets finished. Get out of there and live your life.
0: Yeah, everyone. Thank you for listening. And please uh, subscribe and share this podcast with friends and family on social media. Thanks, everyone. All
1: right. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.